Alright guys, it is episode 12 of Short Side Wristers. I'm No Sleeves 12, and we are going to discuss Ice Tilt today. Yes, the myth that is Ice Tilt. We're also going to discuss the new HUT content, as well as the as covering some esports stuff uh, that's coming up this weekend. So, let's jump right into it. Alright guys, so let's quickly go over the new HUT content that came out last night. Bunch of prime times and milestones. Got the 81 Jeff Petrie pass, 81 Carl Soderberg pass, 83 James Reendike pass, Nolan Patrick, same thing, pass, and then the 90 overall primetime Patty Kane. Bit of an interesting card. One, it increased the Evo of the Patty Kane, so that was kind of big. Uh, this one's also very fast, but uh, it's still nowhere near as good as the Thanksgiving one, just because the new the Thanksgiving one has more synergies. Uh, it is still statistically better. So if you get any of these primetimes in your packs, guys, Let's sell them on the uh, on the auction house immediately. Even if you have like a free to play team, and you just got one randomly in a pack, uh, make sure you do sell it. It is worth more in coins than it is in your lineup. Among milestones, we got Brooks Orpic for a thousandth game played. Pass. Brent Seabrook, a hundred goals. Pass. <laughs> uh, Brian Little, eighty two overall, five hundred points. Pass. And then the twentieth uh, in games played. It's a bit of an odd way to uh, put that statistic. For the 89, Marc-Andre Fleury. That one's interesting because he is a bigger attendee. There is obviously the better Christmas version. But if you are looking for a goaltender, uh, you're not going to get too much for that card, the Milestone Fleury. But uh, you might want to try him out and just see if he works, in my opinion. Uh, big goaltenders that are decently statted are supposed to be the best. And he is a pretty big goaltender, and half of it's in your head anyway. So if you put him in you think you found a gem, you'll probably play better and just overall... So let's get into uh, Ice Tilt, guys, which is a normal uh, hot topic among the NHL community. And if you don't know what Ice Tilt is, it is basically when you are piss-pounding your opponents. I'm talking TOA, shots, uh, the pretty open one-tees that just somehow don't hit the net. Goalie makes ridiculous saves, and then he just, uh, your opponent scores three goals on uh, on, on basically on two shots, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's what Ice Tilt is, and uh, I want to discuss it again um, because I have a little bit of an insider knowledge. Uh, obviously, it's I've asked it in the GC in the Game Changer chat. Uh, it it's it sp says me not in the game. Um, now, if we take that for face value that it isn't in the game, let's discuss what to do when you are experiencing it or when it's in your head that it's going to impact you. Because uh, I, even this morning on my morning stream, I was experiencing it. Set it on stream up to Ice Tilt game. Here's what you need to do. One, if you are dominating your opponent, so let's say you're playing someone and you're able to crush him in TOA and you're setting up pretty play after pretty play for the first two, and you get down by a couple goals for the first two periods, don't change a thing, okay? What you want to do is just keep doing what you're doing. Eventually, one of those uh, cross ice one timers is probably going to go in. Here's when things do need to change, though, okay? In the third period, it is time to start ripping clappers. That's right, guys. What you want to do is just start ripping point shots from basically anywhere. Uh, I'd also advise to start trying to draw penalties. Uh, an easy way to draw penalties is, I can't believe I'm going to bring this topic up again, but uh, L2-ing into the zone, L2-ing in general, it'll spin you around and you have a much easier chance of getting um, a po-check penalty for your opponents. Uh, also, when you're um, <clears throat> when you're doing the straight line into the zone, let's say you're just trying to beeline down the boards, hold the forehand or backhand deke. Most opponents will hold the R1. 
while trying to go through uh, because they can't get the body on you. And if you're holding a backhand or forehand D, depending on which side you're coming down the boards, you're much more likely to draw a penalty. Obviously, less players on the ice, it's easier to score goals. Being said, like I said, when you are dealing with ice tilt, though, if you are dominating, now let's say you're not dominating. Let's just say you're getting handcuffed. You have the prettier plays. You you are out TOAing him. Um, but he is obviously a good opponent. Uh, I would suggest changing to the all-out shooting immediately. If you know your opponent, say you matched up with him before, or like I said, he gets up by two early, um, and it's on two quick shots, and then you spend the rest of the period, you know, controlling play for the most part, it's when I want to switch to crash the net uh, and just start ripping clappers. That uh, honestly, it's it's the best way to get out of it. You only need one, I find, and once you get one goal, it's the floodgates usually open up. Something else that kind of ties in to ice tilt uh, is the first and last minute of periods and the game. Something I've just noticed over the last like half decade of playing is that. If I don't win the first possession, say you lose the opening draw, the amount of times that I get scored on from random point shots or just this random shot in the first possession of the game is out of control. And same with scoring one. Uh, I just find that it's... I don't know if the game just wants it to make it more entertaining or what it is, but I've also find in the last minute of the game and period, again, EA... Maybe, in my opinion, it, what it seems to be is that uh, to artificially make it more difficult, you know, let those goals go in if you're down by one, those kinds of things. It just fe- I just get the feeling of it. Again, there's no proof. I've never really talked about it with any of the developers or anything like that, but I feel like the poise stat just becomes super-powered, and anyone with a high poise rating uh, just goes to 99 everywhere, essentially, and anything and everything goes in. So in the first and last minute, I want you guys to play super aggressive, something that I've just come to. Once you've settled into the game, it's a little bit easier. And same within the last minute of a game. Don't turtle in a shell, especially if you're playing someone good. Just try and go all out. Uh, it's it's something that has worked for me recently, and uh, I'm going to continue to do it just because um, the, I'm sick of the last minute stuff, you know? But anyways, moving on. This weekend, we have uh, the Washington Capitals second qualifier. If you weren't able to watch the first one, it was amazing. Um, and I, it's not just me saying that. Uh, I got to watch, um, I think, about eight different games and play in it. And uh, I had a blast playing in it as well as doing the commentary for it. I'm going to do it again this weekend. Uh, but the Jets tournament also opens up. So this weekend, if... What I recommend and what I've, because I've done, I've, I was doing commentary for these games in the Leafs event, is I've started to watch more uh, elite players. And playing them is obviously a very, very good way to get better. The more, the, the, more be- the, the better players that you play, I almost said more better, the better players that you play, obviously eventually you get better. Uh, look at Jaff, for example. Uh, he wasn't really known at all, and he's basically spent the last four months just playing and seeking out the hardest opponents, and now he's a pretty respectable player. Um, so that's one thing, but watching a game when you know what to watch for among elite players is super beneficial. And I've just, in my own games, the last three days, I've incorporated some stuff that I've seen, um, from, from the other, from the top guys that I got to watch, uh, specifically I'll, okay. The L2 thing. Yes, I know I've discussed that a ton, uh, but I've started to use that quite a bit and, uh, obviously that's effective, but I'm not going to talk about that anymore, but, uh, regs specifically um regs is one of the best if not the best i've ever seen at finding a hole for the cross crease one-timer and what i'm talking about is he even if you were running collapsing protect net 
uh, he will find a seam. It was amazing. He what he what he does is hold the puck, cycle around, um, but all he's doing is basically keeping his eyes everywhere but the actual player with the puck. And I find what a lot of players are doing, they're getting kind of sucked into the short side wrister, which is obviously a good play, but it's something that everyone is watching for now. It's been in the game for so long now, the last about a month or so, and um, and other games as well. And I think that it's just something that um, it, it can make you a worse player if you rely on one goal. And uh, if you do get to watch, I hope I get to see a game with regs again and I can point it out. But if you do watch... Watch for a couple things. What do these guys do when they break into the zone? How do they defend? Are they attacking the defender? Are they collapsing? Are they just taking away passing lanes? Are they doubling up an AI defender putting pressure on? Do they take point shots? How are they taking point shots? Like Those are the things. Do they adjust their settings mid-game? And I'm almost every single one does. Um, I want you guys to just pay attention to that. Obviously, enjoy the games. They're going to be great. If you want to watch it at the highest, whether you think that NHL at its highest level is entertaining or not. Um, if you like the game, the video game of NHL 19, uh, please just watch this weekend. Not just myself. I Obviously, I would love it if you watched me on Twitch. But any of them that are streaming in this event because it is a – it is because travel's paid for for these two events, it's everyone. Now, the Washington Qualifier still has – it's only PlayStation, and it still has Europeans in it. Now, two of the best are now already qualified, so Eki and Ekin aren't in this tournament. But um, there's there's a fewer there's fewer obviously top top uh, top uh, Euro players I believe I want to see Pleamaker if you don't know who he is I think he's playing in this one and he's supposed to be one of the best uh, he wasn't able to play in this one so it'll be interesting to see him but I want to see some rebounds uh, some 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 guys from North America qualify for this one which I kind of think adds to the whole you know rivalry that's slowly building because for years. Europeans weren't even thought of as far as competitive NHL players, and they've pretty much handed it to the North Americans in every single event they've been included in. So it'll be kind of cool to see uh, if they do uh, come back and do well. But now the Washington event, uh, that's run a little bit differently. It's only North America, but it is only, uh, it's on Xbox on Saturday and PS4 on Sunday. So you're going to see better connection games. You're not going to see any bad connection games, and you're going to see the best North Americans go off against each other. It's going to be weird to see if there's multiple, if they're trying to qualify for both. That'll be interesting to see if they get to a point where they have to choose. Now, the Washington one starts at 10, and the uh, Jets one starts at 1. So if you're out early in the Washington one, you can do the, the Winnipeg one, but it'll be nice. It'll be cool to see. Uh, Gren is also playing in the the Winnipeg one, so one of the best in North America, if not the best. Um, is going to be in this one. And again, guys, like I said, I, as far as like a uh, strategy standpoint, like my whole channel and all of my content is basically based on trying to help, you know, the, the players that want to get better get better. I'm not nearly the player I used to be, uh, but I am an extremely good coach, I guess would be the word to say it. And the things that I notice when players are playing are much more in-depth than most. And um, I think that while watching some of these games and watching specifically how they're scoring and how they're setting up their scoring is really beneficial to your gameplay uh, once you once you start playing your own games. In other news, uh, some kind of exciting stuff. I put up a poll on my Twitter at No Sleeves Gaming. Who do you guys want me to harass so that I can be get for my next interview? Um, and I put up a few of the bigger guys in the community and. The Finns won again, and Aki won, and sure enough, he agreed to do an interview with me. 
and I'm pretty excited for that. It's going to be good. I'm going to try and ask him a lot of questions about how he plays, how he gets better, what what it's like in Finland among the competitive community as far as the Europeans go. I'm really excited for that. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, shout out to Jaff Gaming as well. Again, I mentioned him earlier uh, for winning the gaming with uh, Matthews. Uh, basically, one of the Leafs uh, in the Leafs esports event, uh, there was a draw basically, and uh, you got a chance to play NHL with Austin Matthews, and he's a Leafs fan, so that is awesome for him to see um, as well. Last thing I want to talk about is the Evos uh, in Hut. Um, something I want to mention. The all, I'm assuming there's going to be all-star content every year. There is. It's obviously a cool event, and uh, especially for the video games, so I don't see this as being any different. I would I would suspect that there's going to be an all-star event. Um, now, I believe last year the all-star event, like the cards that got released for it, impacted Evos. I can't remember 100% for sure, but I know in 17 they did. and uh, Or not in 17, they affected uh, Movember, sorry. And... Um, Something that I want to mention is uh, to just hold on to the Evos for just a few more days. So if you have one, like Stamkos, uh, Giroux, um, you know, those, like the top-end cards, and they're going to go to the All-Star game, I would uh, just hold tight on them just until then to see, because if they boost up another couple points, obviously that's going to make you a ton of coins. So it's just something I want to mention because I know a lot of people are just trying to flip them and... And whatnot, especially the Giordano. That's kind of one that's uh, it's the worst one to get in the sense that he's not a good card currently, uh, but he's guaranteed a 99. Same thing with Morgan Riley uh, and Skinner as well. Like those are guys are guaranteed 99s with Team of the Year. So if you do have them, those are the ones I would hold on to, unless you really want to upgrade your team. If you, you know, um, none of those cards would make my team, so I understand it. But if you can use them, perfect. But if you can't, I would honestly just hold on. You're guaranteed 99. I would just sit tight on them. But uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, real quick. So, guys, tomorrow I hope to have the interview with Eki on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to, you know, like I said, go into what he, uh, you know, what he does as far as playing and how much he plays and what it's like in the Finland competitive or the European competitive community and all that kind of stuff, what he does to get better at the game. I think it'll be, I think it'll be really good. I'm excited to talk to him. Uh, but that doesn't hurt it to me. <clears throat> that does it for me today, guys. Again, thank you for all the subscriptions on YouTube and the likes. Let me know if uh, the podcast is working, if you're listening to it on audio, whether it be Spotify. It's now on iTunes. Uh, so if you just subscribe to it, then you know when it comes out. I try to get it out before my 9 a.m. stream, but sometimes uh, time just permitting. Uh, but I will see you guys tomorrow. You guys have a great one.